Well, good Wednesday morning. Good to see you. Our top story once again is that massive storm that we've been tracking all week long. And it is far from over. Millions more now in its path. It's December 14th. This is today. Breaking overnight, a rare outbreak of December tornadoes sweeps across the south. One driver caught in the chaos. I am in a tornado. More severe weather expected today and farther north, a new round of blizzard warnings. We've got your full forecast. On the rise, the Fed set to once again raise interest rates today on the heels of an encouraging sign in the battle against record inflation. We'll break down what it all means for you and your money. Bail denied. The founder of crypto giant FTX still behind bars in the Bahamas this morning as prosecutors lay out their case, accusing him of one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. The very latest just ahead. Today, exclusive, Hoda one-on-one with Jay Leno, revealing new details on the accident that left him with serious burns. The pilot light jumped and my face caught on fire. Inside, the moments that followed, his recovery, and what's next for the comedy icon. And special delivery. We're missing Al, so we brought the holiday celebration to him. Our unforgettable afternoon to show our friend just how much he means to us. And his heartwarming reaction today, Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. Nice to have you along with us. Get your tissues out now because that moment that we all experience with our beloved Al, who we've been missing so much, the entire staff, (laughs) everyone came out. We surprised him. And I don't know who needed it more, Al or us. I know. He was such a sight for sore eyes. And I don't think we've seen Al a lot of different ways, but we've never quite seen him like that. So we look forward to that story coming up. Yeah, but we'll start at something that's near and dear to Mm -hmm. Al's heart, the Mm -hmm. weather. And we've Mm -hmm. got a tale of two storms this morning across the south overnight. A series of tornadoes touched down in multiple states, leveled homes, damaged businesses, and it led to injuries and at least one fatality in the town of Keithville, Louisiana. So the weather story in the central United States, we're talking about blizzard warning, shutting down roads, being bringing travel there to a standstill. More than 30 million people are under winter alerts from the Rockies all the way up to New England. Well, Dylan's in for Al again for us. She's got her eye on all of it. Let's start, though, with Morgan Chesky. He's in Grapevine, Texas this morning, where one of those tornadoes hit. We can see that damage, Morgan. Good morning. Yeah, Savannah, good morning. That damage is is extensive. And just within the last few minutes, we are hearing new reports from Louisiana that dozens of people are injured and at least two people are dead as a result of these terrifying overnight twisters. Here in Texas, damage extensive. Some buildings gutted or reduced to nothing but bricks, all from a storm system that today is far from over. This morning, a dual winter threat. Heavy snow piling up in the plains. I am in a tornado. And rare December tornadoes in the south. Late Tuesday, major destruction in northern Louisiana. A tornado ripping through this community in Caddo Parish. Okay, we got one patient that was buried underneath the house. Homes left in pieces as search and rescue teams look desperately for possible victims. Nearby in Keithville, a child's body was found near his mother's. Both killed as the storm swept through. 
a possible tornado leading to extensive damage. Police say about 20 people were injured. One family in the small town of Wayne, Oklahoma, rushed to their basement as tornado sirens wailed, coming back up to find their home pummeled by an EF2 twister. In Grapevine, Texas, five people were hospitalized as another tornado tore through Tuesday morning, sending debris flying and causing drivers to turn around. Things started uh, swirling around and hitting the side of the house, and that's when I ran for cover. Tim Lancaster's home went untouched, but his car wash business just blocks away was destroyed. What did you find when you walked outside? Debris everywhere. Those wind gusts also toppling power lines. An hour west, this semi-truck flipping right onto its side. At Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, flyers even had to shelter in place. Proceed immediately to the nearest severe weather area inside the terminal building. And the danger isn't over yet, with millions at risk for tornadoes and under blizzard warnings again today. The blinding snow and ice bearing down on the heartland. Full-on blizzard here. In northeast Colorado, there's no way out. Blizzard conditions closing every major roadway north of I-70. From northern California to the northeast, Americans facing a brutal week of winter weather. And this morning here in Texas, we know that power crews working to restore electricity to those who live in this grapevine community. Meanwhile, search and rescue crews remaining busy at this hour in Louisiana, trying to go through that extensive damage as this system marches on. Savannah. All right. Morgan Chesky, thank you very much. Yeah. And as he was saying, where where is this storm going? Where it's where is it headed? Dylan, you have the answers here. Well, let's break it down by area, because, I mean, depending on where you are, you're seeing something totally different than an area nearby. So let's focus on the tornadoes first. We have tornado watches in effect until 1 p.m. Central time. We also have tornado warnings popping up. Look at all this cloud to ground lightning within these storms. We see the spin up of the tornadoes. We see large hail and we also see wind gusts up to about 60, 70 miles miles per hour, those straight line winds. So this is the area today, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, even the panhandle of Florida, where we will see our strongest storms today, again, with the damaging winds, also the hail. But in red here, almost pretty much the same exact area, that's where we do have the long track tornadoes and perhaps EF2 or stronger. That's the warm side of the storm. Here's the cold side of the storm where we have blizzard warnings, also includes the arrowhead of Minnesota, where we do have the chance of those reduced visibilities under a quarter of a mile or less, also those gusty winds that kind of contribute to that low visibility. But in the Northeast, too, winter storm watches and even ice storm warnings back through uh, parts of uh, Maryland, too. So we'll end up with another, uh, I'd say, a foot and a half to up to two feet of snow through Minnesota. And in the Northeast, the interior Northeast, we could end up with at least a foot of snow in some areas, Savannah. All right, Dylan, busy times for you there. Thank you. And we turn now to a promising sign for consumers in the U.S. economy. Helped by a dip in gas and food prices, inflation appears to be slowing with a better-than-expected rate of 7.1% in November. In an effort to continue that trend today, the Federal Reserve is expected to announce yet another interest rate hike. NBC's Brian Chung joins us to explain what it means for everyone's wallet. Brian, good morning. Let's just start with the inflation report. Um, better than expected. Where did we see prices drop? Good morning, Savannah. And we just showed the numbers. It's showing some signs of improvement, but look, we're still far away from where we want to be. When you consider that prices were indeed increasing at a rate of something like 9.1% in the summer, that's slowing to 8 and then 7.7. And then as of yesterday in the morning, we got the report showing that prices increased by 7.1% between November of this year and November of last year. But where economists say we really need to be is somewhere closer to 2%. Now, what's keeping inflation high? The biggest contributor 
that is the thing that most of us spend our money on, and that is rent. So rent increasing, uh, shelter up 0.6% in that report, but also food remaining very expensive. The report showing that uh, bread, eggs, and fruit remained expensive in the month of November. So a lot of work to be done as we look towards that Fed meeting this afternoon. Well, as mentioned, the Fed is looking for a target of 2% for inflation. So being, you know, over 7% means it has more work to do, wants to increase uh, interest rates, but there's a hope that perhaps not by as much as we've seen these last few meetings. And that is the expectation. So if you recall, the Fed has been raising interest rates by 0.75 percentage points in each of the last four consecutive meetings. The expectation, though, even prior to the inflation report, that the Fed was going to make its interest rate increases a little bit smaller, perhaps go by about a half a percentage point at the conclusion of today's meeting. Keep in mind, that would still be raising those short-term borrowing costs. So don't look for any reprieve on, say, mortgage rates or credit cards anytime soon. But what it does tell you is that the Fed is seeing encouraging signs on the story of inflation, knowing that it takes time for their interest rate hikes to bite into what could be a slowing economy. So the Fed kind of wanted to, they want to take a wait and see approach as they do these interest rate hikes, which is a reason why they might want to start making those a little bit smaller today. Very delicate balance there. Brian, thank you very much. Another major financial story this morning. The disgraced co-founder of cryptocurrency giant FTX now facing criminal charges. And this morning, we're learning more about the extent of the alleged fraud that cost customers billions. NBC's Stephanie Gask is here with more. Hey, Steph, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. The now bankrupt FTX was a crypto exchange, which may be a mystery to a lot of people. But what Sam Bankman-Fried is accused of is something everyone understands. Prosecutors say he lied, took people's money and used it for his own personal benefit. What the new CEO of Bankman-Fried's company called old-fashioned embezzlement. Once heralded as the wonderkind entrepreneur of cryptocurrency, Sam Bankman-Fried today is in a jail in the Bahamas, where he's vowing to fight his extradition to the U.S. In New York, federal authorities laying out their criminal case against him. And I want to be clear, this case is about fraud. Fraud is fraud. And they say this fraud is one of the biggest in U.S. history, with a staggering $8 billion in customer deposits now missing. Prosecutors charging the 30-year-old with eight criminal counts, including conspiracy to defraud investors, lenders, and the U.S. government. And they say he moved billions of dollars of FTX customer funds to his hedge fund, Alameda. He used that money for his personal benefit, including to make personal investments and to cover expenses and debts of his hedge fund, Alameda Research. According to a civil complaint filed by the SEC, Bankman-Fried lied to both investors and customers, creating a business that the government says was a house of cards, promising consumer protections that were never there, and pitching the exchange with high-profile celebrities. According to the SEC, customers around the world believed his lies and sent billions of dollars to FTX. Bankman-Fried allegedly used the money for his own personal gain, including lavish real estate purchases and large political donations. The former FTX CEO denied the accusations of fraud in an interview with Andrew Ross Sorkin. I made a lot of mistakes or, or things I would give anything to be able to do over again. Um, I didn't ever uh, try to commit fraud on anyone. Bankman-Fried was supposed to testify at a congressional hearing Tuesday. Instead, the new CEO of the now bankrupt FTX, who took over after Bankman-Fried resigned, sat answering questions for four hours, trying to explain how the company fell apart. The FTX group's collapse appears to stem from absolute concentration of control in the hands of a small group of grossly inexperienced, non-sophisticated individuals. When asked to respond to Bankman-Fried's denial that there was fraud, 
He had this to say. I, I don't find any such statements to be credible. So Bankman-Fried told the court in the Bahamas he's going to fight extradition. His attorneys say they are considering considering all legal options while the magistrate judge rejected bail and said he will be held in custody in the Bahamas until February 8th. Bankman-Fried was in the courtroom supported by his parents mm-hmm. yesterday. Both professors, right? Yeah, yeah, at Stanford. Yes, oh, yeah. the law, law professor. Law law professor. Professor. All right, that's right. Stephanie, thank yep. you. Much more to get to. Craig's with us. Good morning. Savannah Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. The southern border battle is raging once again with a new wave of migrants crossing into the United States. And it comes ahead of next week's expected end of a Trump-era immigration restriction. And the Department of Homeland Security says it is sending more agents to deal with the influx. NBC's Gabe Gutierrez has made his way to Mexico. He joins us now from the Mexican side of the border. Gabe, good morning. Craig, good morning. With the wind chill, temperatures feel like they're below freezing here, and some of these migrants have spent a miserable night. Now, I'm standing in Ciudad Juarez, and behind me you can see that water. That's the Rio Grande, and that line of migrants is technically on U.S. soil waiting to get to the border fence. Behind that border fence is downtown El Paso. You can see how long this line stretches for, and local officials in El Paso say this is a sign of things to come. This morning, the immigration battle at the southern border is intensifying. For days, huge groups of migrants have been crossing into El Paso, Texas, clutching blankets and burning fires to keep warm. This family from Nicaragua tells us they're desperate to reach the U.S. These families just crossed the Rio Grande. The temperatures are dropping as the sun sets, and they're getting ready to turn themselves into Border Patrol right on the other side of that border fence. This new influx comes just days before a federal court order that a pandemic-era border restriction known as Title 42 be lifted. The restriction gives the U.S. government authority to turn away migrants, including asylum seekers, at the border, citing the need to prevent COVID from spreading inside the country. Customs and Border Protection agents expect migration to keep rising, telling NBC News daily illegal border crossings could reach 10,000 per day. That's on top of a record 2.4 million already during the past year. At a migrant shelter in Mexico, we met this family of four from Guatemala. Now they're waiting until Title 42 is lifted before they decide whether to cross into the United States. The Department of Homeland Security blames criminal smuggling organizations for exploiting migrants for profit and says it's deployed more agents to the region. The the increase in encounters at our southern border is not something exclusive to the United States. What we are seeing is an increase in migration throughout the hemisphere. But in El Paso, some officials say the federal government needs to do more. Migrant processing centers are already crowded, some people even sleeping outside. It is a state of emergency. There's no municipality alone that could handle what, what we're seeing and what we're about to see with the lifting of Title 42. Again, this long line of migrants here is technically on U.S. soil, about to turn themselves into Border Patrol. They have spent this long night in freezing temperatures. You can see how long this line extends. And the Department of Homeland Security now wants $3 billion from Congress to help handle the influx of migrants when Title 42 is lifted, again, possibly as soon as next week. Craig, Savannah, Hoda. Gabe Gutierrez there in front of quite the scene along the border. Gabe, thank you. 16 minutes after the hour, we turn now to the World Cup. One half of this weekend's final is now set after superstar Lionel Messi Mm. led Argentina to a dominating victory over Croatia. Later today, Argentina will find out 
who they'll be facing for soccer's biggest prize. NBC's Megan Fitzgerald covering all the action in Doha for us. Hi, Megan. Good morning. Savannah, good morning to you. That's right. There are just two teams left to battle it out later on today. We're going to see Morocco and France trying to get that spot to the finals. The winner of that game, of course, will take on Argentina after last night's conclusive win. This morning, a blowout win for Argentina, earning their sixth trip to the World Cup final with a 3-0 victory over Croatia. They were led by soccer superstar Lionel Messi, who scored with a penalty kick 34 minutes in. Argentina netting another one minutes later. Then a final goal with a brilliant run by Messi, dribbling past one of the tournament's best defenders and providing the assist. The victory also being celebrated back in Argentina. Hundreds of thousands of fans gathering all over the country after the semifinal win. The team facing off Sunday against the winner of today's historic game between France and the Cinderella story of the tournament, Morocco. The Moroccan team getting in their last practice before taking the pitch as the first Arab nation and African country to advance to the semifinals, defying the odds, beating a number of tough teams, including Portugal and its superstar Cristiano Ronaldo in the last round to get here. This comes amid new details about U.S. soccer journalist Grant Wall's death at the World Cup. In a statement, his wife, Celine Gounder, said an autopsy showed he died from a burst blood vessel known as an aortic aneurysm and that there was nothing nefarious about his death. Gounder expressed her gratitude for all the outpouring of support for someone she called a beloved husband, brother and friend. Now, look, Messi is just one game away from cementing his name in soccer history. I mean, this is a guy who's practically won every major title in soccer except for one, the World Cup. Of course, Sunday, he will have an opportunity to do that. And, guys, whoever wins tonight, Sunday is going to be a good game to watch. Oh, it will, it will. will. Who are we rooting for today? I don't know. I can't decide. I think we have to go with Cinderella. You got to go with Morocco. I love the underdog. Yeah. Morocco. Okay. On Sunday. Okay, Megan says. Sunday, it's a little harder. Sunday. It's, yeah, we'll oh see. We'll see who wins, and then you we'll know what? We all win because it's a good game. That's what I tell my kids. Seven eighteen, kiddos. <laughs> they may not buy it, to but... Dylan. Dylan is. Are your kids into it? Uh, totally into it. Yeah. I was at school pickup yesterday. Everybody's watching on their phone. Yeah. Like, oh, where's my kid? Who cares? We're watching the game. Um, we have just. I mean, everything going on across the map. When you're looking at blizzard warnings across the northern plains and the upper Midwest, and a severe weather outbreak down along the Gulf Coast, you know how powerful this storm is. This is going to make its way into the Northeast too. The interior Northeast will see some snow out of it before. Today, just chilly temperatures in the 30s and a lot of sunshine. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you for coming up. What a conversation, Mm. Hoda, you had with Jay Leno yesterday. It was his first one on TV. He was so badly burned in that garage fire. He has healed so well. He had a lot to say, and he did it with his signature humor. Luckily, look, if I'm George Clooney, that's going to be a huge problem, you know. But uh, they said it would be all right, so I... You know, my attitude is I, I trust people who are the best to do what they do. When I did this night, nice I mean, this guy, you cannot believe where he was and where he's where wow. he is right now. He'll talk us to us about the treatment from beginning to end. We're going to hear from a friend who actually saw it unfold and arguably like saved Jay's sight. Wow. Uh, it's an incredible uh, story to tell. But first, this is today on NBC. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. 
I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi Fi device checklist. Laptops on. TVs streaming. Game console console. Smart thermostat set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera. Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go. You are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Back at 7.30. Let's get to your 7.30 headlines, and we'll begin with a historic moment at the White House yesterday. President Biden signing the Respect for Marriage Act during a ceremony on the South Lawn. The law requires states to recognize same-sex and interracial marriages, even if they were performed in another state. The president emphasized bipartisan support for the legislation and called it a vital step toward equality, liberty, and justice. Tributes are pouring in this morning for Mississippi State football coach Mike Leach. The 61-year-old died Monday night after complications related to a heart condition. Leach was in his third season with the Bulldogs after head coaching stints at Texas Tech and Washington State. He was one of the most influential figures in college football, also a pioneer of the air raid offense. Leach was known for his quirky personality, his dry wit, and downright hilarious news conferences. Mike Leach is survived by his wife, Sharon, four children, and three grandchildren. The Prince and Princess of Wales have released their annual holiday card. The photo was taken earlier this year near their country home, Amner Hall in Norfolk. You can see William and Kate, the three kids, Prince George, Princess Charlotte, and Prince Louis dressed casually. They're just in jeans and shorts. This comes uh, just two days after King Charles and Queen Consort Camilla sent out their holiday card. Well, now let's get to that conversation we've been so eager to see. You sat down with Jay Leno yesterday. Yeah, it was a real great conversation. We traveled to California. We met with Jay. It was his first TV interview since last month's garage fire that caused those severe burns on his face, on his chest, on his hands. He spent more than a week at a burn center. He received intense treatment. He shared a lot of those images and the injuries with us, but we can't show a lot of those pictures on the air. And uh, Jay also surprised me with his spirit after all he's been through. First of all, Jay, I'm just so happy to be sitting across from you. Well, thank you. I'm afraid I had to get on fire to be on the Today Show. Thank you. But I have to say, I was really, as the country was, extremely worried. I, I mean, the, the country was. People were like, what happened to Jay? What happened to Jay? Well, people were very nice. I got wonderful cards and letters. I love the story about how when your doctor was first meeting you, you were in the middle of listening to a voicemail. And it was like, hey, this is Joe from Indonesia. And then your doctor was like, and then I put together who who it was. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that was the President Biden call. That was very nice. That was, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I said, you know, I'm you have more important things to do, but I thank you, Mr. President. I, I appreciate it. Gee, let's, um, let's just talk about what happened. So okay. you're doing what you love. Right, right. You're with your babies, all your cars. Yes, yes, yes. You're doing your, you're doing your thing. What, tell, just tell me what happened that day. Well, I was, it was a 1907 uh, white steam car. So the fuel line was clogged. So I was underneath it trying to clog. And I said, uh, blow some air through the line. Let's see if we clear. And then a line, and then poof, and suddenly, boom, I got a face full of gas. And then the pilot light jumped, and my face caught on fire. 
And I said to my friend, I said, Dave, I'm on fire. And Dave, okay. I said, no, Dave, I'm on fire. How long have you guys been buddies? How many years? Thankfully, Jay's longtime pal, yeah. Dave Kalaki, was standing just a few feet away. I couldn't even see his face. He downplays it all, but I'm telling you, he was really engulfed. I couldn't see his face. It was on fire? This, it was a wall of fire. What was the first thing you did when you saw him engulfed in flames? I just grabbed him. He, he was just under the car. I grabbed him by the head and I pulled his head into my chest. I thought it was a bad Tinder date. I go, what's going on here? <laughs> what are you doing? Let Dave oh, talk about how we saved you. Okay, so you, you kind of brought him into your chest. I did. Yeah. started to smother the fire. Yeah. Then I put the car out. Right. Yeah. And I told Jay, go into the bathroom, you know, put cold water on your cold face. Water. That's when I put the car out, uh-huh. put the fire out. With, went into the bathroom to look at Jay. And I What'd said, you think? Oh, it was... Like I say, he downplays that, but it was, it was horrific. It was a scary thing. It doesn't take a genius to figure out, call 911. Right? Yeah. And that's what I did. How would you describe what, his, what he looked like t- to you? It was, uh, it was horrible. It was horrible. In fact, he asked me, how do I look? And I think I said, not good. This mm-hmm. is going to be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as when the first two layers are peeling off right now, you yeah. know, this is a real issue. Doctors took one look at Jay and told him he needed to go straight to a burn center. But Jay had other plans. Yeah, I mean, I, I, drove, my, I, I drove home right after that. Wait, you, you drove yourself home? Why did you decide to go home and stay home for that night? Well, because my wife doesn't drive anymore. And I didn't want her stuck and not knowing what was going on. It, 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 it just seemed like the right thing to do. And, it, and I think it was. So. so you loved your wife more than you worried about yourself. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Was that it? Well, well, I think there's something to that. Jay and wife Mavis have been married for more than four decades. What did your wife say when she saw you? Oh, thrilled. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, but did she say, go to the hospital? Well, well, yeah, of course. The couple would spend the next nine days at the Grossman Burn Center. Doctors had to scrape away layers of burned skin, a painful procedure But they say Jay never complained. He was more worried about everyone else, sending pizzas to the nurses and cheering up other patients. Were you worried about what you might look like when it was all said and done? Uh, When you look like me, you don't really worry about what you look like. Uh, Luckily, look, if I'm George Clooney, that's going to be a huge problem, you know. But uh, they said it would be all right. So, I, you know, my attitude is I I trust people who are the best to do what they do so they had to fix your yeah, ear. Got, got the, got the, is that a brand new ear? Well, no, no. It's just, a, you know, a lot we of saved it. all the original parts. So what did they do there? I guess they remolded it and did something. Apparently this burns fairly. This is like, I think this is October. This is like the thinnest skin on the body. So it burns pretty. So that, that had to be reconstructed. It's like flash paper. They fixed that. And then this whole part. Yeah, this whole thing here. And they, they put that netting thing on there and they, i guess the skin what, what about your hands and fingers well, you mobility as you or? can see these these got burned pretty bad jay also spent eight hours a day isolated in a hyperbaric chamber the pure oxygen helped him heal and it's basically a glass coffin they seal it there are people who keep an eye on you so i mean i knock on the glass and people walk by and you see people talking and i'm and i really i'm laughing because I, I, can't, I can't get them. It's, it's, it's getting hot in here. But, and then, oh, 
oh, hey, what's up, Jay? It, it just made me laugh because you just because it, it's all clear in this glass clock coffin that's sealed. Yeah, that's sealed. You're just in there. And they're going about their lives, and yeah, there you very are. Very funny. Very funny. Did you were you thinking about something while you were in there? Well, yeah, you think about you jokes, you think about your act, you think about, yeah, yeah. I never thought of myself as a roast comic. <laughs> a week and a half after his release, Jay was back doing stand-up with a slew of hot new jokes. It worked out great. And actually, the most expensive part of the whole operation was the gasoline. That was, we're in California, at seven bucks a gallon. So, jeez, <laughs> you're so bad. I can't believe this is an interview about your recovery and this is what it is. Well, the fact that I have smooth skin, pouty lips, and a tighter butt had nothing to do with the accident. That, that was all secondary. You know, it's a funny thing. When my first night on stage, they play up jail out. Uh, oh, we, we thought he'd be more burned up. What? People are disappointed you're not a briquette, you know? They're like, oh, oh. Well, the Inquirer had you pegged. Oh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> what did they say? Leno's fireball horror. Look at the, Look at this. Brave TV legend is worse than you think. <laughs> it turned into a human torch. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, yeah. I mean, you have to laugh at it. It's, it's sort of, it, it is kind of funny. <laughs> is this how you get through? Like, this is so remarkable to me. Yes, it is. But you know something? In the real world, this happens to people every single day. If you work with your hands, people work with their hands, get injured every single day. Yeah. And I don't want to be some whiny celebrity. Oh, boo, boo, who is me? don't want to be one of these people. Oh, I have all these cars and this beautiful house. And, uh, and look what happened to me. People go, shut up. Yeah. So how, I know that working in under cars and with cars has always been your happy place, your safe place. Right. Do you have now any skittishness? About- no, no. Did I learn from this? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I mean, can you, do you even know what to say? Could there? you love him anymore, though? I mean, what an amazing spirit and his humor. I mean, look, that's it's working for Everything him. Everything works for him. I mean, the guy I was like when we burn our, our thumb on a frying pan, oh, yes. we're in total agony. The guy said he didn't take a single pain pill. He said because he wanted to know what he was getting better. He said oh. that was the point of it. And by the way, he got so many flowers and good wishes from tons of celebs. But the ones he loved the most, it was like a guy who sent him a card who said, hey, Jay, you helped me on Canyon Boulevard. Fix my flat tire. You probably don't remember me, but I just want to make sure that you're doing OK. Like that's the oh. outpouring of love. And they said they're still getting flowers. Like, Jay's already out and on the road. Oh. And the other cool thing was, I don't know if you saw that, very last shot, he was driving. He wanted to drive me in a car. And yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I hop in this car with him. We're driving. And he goes, this car tells a story. I said, what's the story? He said, this was Johnny Carson's dad's car. What? Johnny wow. used to buff it when he was a kid. And Johnny drove his prom date date to, to his date to prom in this car. And he gifted it to Jay wow. in his will. So we're we're cruising wow. in this green, I don't even know what it was. It was amazing. But that's what he wanted to talk about. Mm. So isn't he unbelievable? And by the way, yes. thank God for Dave. Yeah, Dave. I mean, his friend Well, David. he saved his life. And I mean, bring, uh, your friend's on fire yeah. and you bring him to you, yes. to your heart, yes. to quench the fire. Yes. It's pretty miraculous. And, and by the way, Jay's had the same circle of friends for decades. It tells you everything about that guy. And by the way, he's already back on the road. Of course he is. And devoted to Mavis. I mean, I just, you can't say enough. He's a lovely. I'm 
completely human. And I'm so good. I mean, I can't believe how good he looks. What a testament to his doctors, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. He invited yeah. you out to L.A. to try his new material, too, clearly. Uh, by the way, I mean, he's still every he day. Uh, I almost couldn't get him to talk about life because he was like, anyway, he's going to be back on the air on CNBC's uh, Jay Leno's Garage five days a week. He's got a comedy game show. You bet your life. He's busy. That keeps him going. That was an awesome interview. I could have watched three hours of that. That was awesome, Hoda. Thank you. I'm glad you're better, Jay. Coming up, the push to preserve Hollywood history. We're going to tell you which movies have just been chosen to join the prestigious National Film Registry. And then music to Al's ears. At least that's what we were hoping it was. We had an epic holiday surprise at Al's doorstep. Trying to lift his spirits with festive songs, but it was our spirits that got lifted. You don't want to miss this moment. But first, these messages. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy has done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with Chris Pine to talk about a career that has taken him from Star Trek to Wonder Woman, and now the new film he wrote, directed, and stars in, called Pool Man. You can get our conversation for free wherever you download your podcasts. 746. Let's get a quick check of the weather. It really is an interesting setup yeah. because this storm system is so strong here. But we do have uh, still the blizzard warnings across the northern plains. We also have uh, just the reduced visibility making it very, very dangerous to travel. Right now it's falling pretty steadily in Duluth, Minnesota. We also have some icing situation down across parts of Wisconsin. But this is going to be a major concern with the long track tornadoes. Dangerous tornadoes, still a possibility through Louisiana, uh, Mississippi, and into Alabama today. And rain could also be an issue because it's falling at rainfall rates of about two inches per hour. The ground is saturated. Flooding is going to be a concern in that area as well. And that's your latest forecast. Mm. All right, Dylan, thank you. Still ahead, we are counting down Mm. to Kate Hudson's arrival in our studio. We're going to talk to her about her almost famous roles, the new Knives Out mystery. She's still in the show and her big musical plans Mm. for the new year. But first, these messages. We are back with Chanel, and look at what's to come, including an unforgettable surprise for Al. We're so touched, you guys, by his reaction. He was such a sight for sore eyes. We can't wait for you to see it, too. Plus, our ultimate holiday gift guide filled with last-minute ideas, all of them under 30 bucks. Lots more to come. I am. I'm guilty. (laughs) I know my wife is rolling her eyes right now. We'll be right back. 